in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Rater Podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast content. Speaking of Apple, I wanted to talk about Apple here briefly. So they pre-announced that the fact that they lowered numbers should not be a, a surprise. At this point, I can't remember how many dedicated podcast episodes and articles we have at Tech Today around Apple. We're at 243 podcast episodes. Tech Today, we put out an article or two. Every 10 days or so, we've been doing that for the past year and a half. And a fair amount of that content is around Apple. And if you, you, you follow us, you know that my, my issue with Apple, since the passing of Steve Jobs almost a decade ago now, is, is the fact that Tim Cook, current CEO Tim Cook, is, is more of an operator. He's very deliberate in terms of how he manages Apple, where Steve Jobs, you know, the focus was around innovation in the user experience, delivering great products that excited users, not just that that worked really well, but that excited users. And to deliver products that, that get people excited, that implies new features, new functionality, not incremental features and incremental functionality. So therefore, the, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a cultural shift when you shift from a company that places a premium on wowing customers to one that just takes a more deliberate approach to everything. And I could promise you that the, the, the type of Folks that Apple attracts today are, are a, a, a different cohort from, a, from a cohort from a personality standpoint than the type of employee that Apple would have attracted a decade or so ago. And with regard to last night's news, Apple, I feel they buried the lead a little bit in terms of accounting for their their revenue shortfall. From my standpoint, the the item that they listed as number four. To quote them, fourth, we expected economic weakness in some emerging markets. This turned out to have a significantly greater impact than we had projected, end quote. To me, they're glossing over the issue a little bit, Apple, they being Apple, as it relates to the economic weakness issue. And they go on to say in the press release that the economic weakness was largely around greater China. And true, there is some macroeconomic softness in greater China, but I don't believe that that accounts for 100% of the shortfall in China. It's not that, you know, I'm a Chinese citizen, I'm a little bit more concerned about economic softness and what that may mean for my employment situation, and therefore I'm not going to upgrade to the next iPhone. I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think the issue is Apple charges a premium, but isn't delivering value for that incremental price increase, which is where all the growth has come from as of late, price increases. So if you compare the iPhone to phones made by the Chinese manufacturers, Think about the OnePlus, which I think is the best value in the market. I didn't buy a OnePlus because I wanted to experiment this summer with the, the phone put out by Android's founder, Andy Rubin, the Essential Phone. But in doing my homework, the best value was, in my estimation, the, the OnePlus. It's a beautiful phone. I think it was $600, the model I was looking at, versus you know, north of 1000 for an iPhone. And so you ask yourself, you know, what, what, why, am I, why would I pay an extra $400, $600 for an iPhone? I don't, I don't see that translating into features and functionality that excite me. Frankly, I don't even see it translating into incremental features and functionality. You look at the phones by Huawei, and if you just do a phone search and see some of the interesting stuff that's out there at a price point that's materially lower than the iPhone. And then if you talk about phones at the, you know, at the higher price point, let's put Samsung aside right now. I haven't spent time with, with any of their products. But look at the Pixel. And it, it's interesting to me that the Pixel, 
which is Google's phone, for those of you that aren't aware. It's interesting that a company in Google that I don't think of as being particularly consumer-centric, they nailed it. Okay, when you think about phones, I think about the camera. I mean, what did you do, what did you do over the holidays with these various get-togethers, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's? You looked at photos on the phone. You looked at videos on the phone. Everybody's always on their phone, particularly younger people, and it's largely around gaming, but aside from gaming, photos and video. And to me, I feel that Google did a be much better job of capturing consumer interest around photos and video than did Apple. And that's evident in the night vision feature that, that Google rolled out on the Pixel, where it's basically a, a military-grade feature, whereby in, in the pitch black of night, the camera has the ability to in, in, infuse the photograph with light such that you have almost daytime resolution. You know, that should be Apple. If your bread and butter is the phone, what do people care about? And how can we knock their socks off with features and functionality that goes above and beyond expectations? That's how you maintain a high price point and maintain unit growth. And Apple missed the boat on that and, and Google led the way. I've talked about holographic technology on this podcast. I've written about it. Uh, with the folks over at Red, which make the uh, feature film cameras. And they rolled out ba basically a camera that has phone functionality. People are uh, reviewing that phone somewhat poorly. But Red, which is the, the, the brain child of Jim Gennard, who, who founded Oakley, and he founded Red, I think, in 2004. And they rolled out this phone in November of, of, of 18. And, you know, it, it's, it's largely an experimental project they're learning as they go they don't have a massive amount of infrastructure around it so therefore the, the product positioning probably wasn't optimized for what the product is which is to say that it's largely an innovative camera with phone features wrapped around it and so to me it, it's been evident over the past several years the past few years that what people care about not just in the u.s but but globally it's 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 the camera both from a photo and video standpoint and apple didn't allocate mind share capital to distancing itself from the competition by way of making the camera uh, just far more fun from a feature functionality standpoint than, than competitive offerings. Look, I think a lot of this is, is a function of, again, who you have at the helm. Who is the CEO? Wh what type of culture does that person, does that person imbue in the, in the company? And the company largely will, will reflect the, the personality of the CEO. And this is why I spend a fair amount of time on this podcast and writing about CEO personality because it matters. It matters. It directly impacts culture, and culture is what shapes these companies. I don't care how large or how, how small. That's all for now. See you next time.